Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Talk Recorded live. Thank you for your patience. I truly appreciate it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Father God, we are safe in you. We are hidden in you. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture. I think I want to read this scripture. Yes, hallelujah. It is 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. It says, do not be bound together with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness, or what harmony has Christ with Belial, or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever, or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, Just as God said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst, and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. I will welcome you, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Sometimes when we're thinking about not being bound together with unbelievers, often I thought when I read that scripture, those that did not believe in Jesus Christ. And I'm sure that is true at its highest level. But there are times that we have bound ourselves to people that do not believe. They are Christians, but they really don't believe. There are times that we come into bondage to one another, and we don't realize that's what we're doing. I will give you a personal example. My mother has been very physically ill for a while now. And I used to call her every Sunday, right before time, for me to go to church. 
by the time I would number one, that would cause me to get very ill. I didn't see the connection at first. But all of a sudden, I would get ill, sleepy, lose track of time, run late for church, get to church, and I would be in pain. One Sunday, my sister was very sick. She attends my church. And she looked at me and she says, don't have sympathy pain for me, Sherelle. And I thought, that's interesting. So the situation with my mom and my sister would not let me pray for her. When she wasn't feeling well, she'd say, you know what, let somebody else pray for me because I don't want you to pray for me because it seems like every time you pray for me, then you end up not feeling well. And we think, okay, I didn't put the two together. But what I've come to understand that we can be in bondage to one another and not realize it. You see, the love that I had for my mother was so deep, so connected, that I would carry her pain. And people often think, okay, this person is really projecting it onto you. I know this may be crazy for some people to hear, and I apologize because I don't have time to go into all of the scriptures. But there are times, and scripture says, we are to avoid the transference of spirit. I'm trying to find the scripture because I think that's an important one to give you the scriptural reference. But in my situation, Because I was sympathetic, because I had love, because I was concerned, because I was saddened that she couldn't be with me, bonds are often a function of our soul. If you understand body, soul, and spirit, you realize that in your soul is where all of your decisions are made. Your soul determines what you do with your body and how you receive God through your spirit. This morning, I got up. My soul was put in check. So we're going to obey God. 
today. That's what my soul said. We're going to obey God today. So I've had my workout, had my shower. I'm ready to go. Done my Bible study. I'm on fire. Soul lined up with Holy Spirit. So your soul is the gatekeeper. Bonds that exist between people can be a source of some of the most detrimental transferences that we've seen. Bonds are a function of your soul. They are created through sympathy, obligation, expectation, fear, physical exchanges, anger, and a host of emotional responses and reactions. We're often not aware of the bonds that we have made on a conscious level. And sometimes it seems like these bonds are natural, and they are. A child loves their mother. A wife loves her husband. A mother loves her child. But we're not to be anchored to any of these relationships. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 34, 36, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. If we're not at physical war with the members of our household, where then, why then, would we need a sword? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. It will separate us from those in our household. It will cut through the bonds that we have made that will anchor us to situations and people. It took a long time for me to release my mother in such a way that I can call her and bless her and still be fit for service. It's taken a long time for me to be able to lay hands on my sister and be okay in my own soul. Why? Because there was a natural love. That love was hindering my effectiveness and and my obedience to God. Quite honestly, 
it was also hindering my assignment to them to represent Christ in their world. There are people that knock at the door of my soul. And I feel that desire to connect. But my connection is with Jesus Christ, and my obedience is to the Father. When I am in that place, I am able to be a blessing to those that I care about. Am I saying we shouldn't have natural affection? No. But we shouldn't be in bondage to those affections to the point that they control us emotionally, physically, hindering our maturation spiritually. I know what I'm saying may not be clear to everyone, and I'm still processing it myself. But I realize that if I am going to be effective in the kingdom of God to accomplish his plan and his purpose, what I've seen in my life, the biggest stumbling block has been what I do with relationships that are the most precious to me. I am learning that they're safer in the master's hand than they are in mine. We are to draw near to God, and he will draw near to us. We are to cleanse our hands. Purify our heart and not be double-minded according to James 4 and 8. We are to run this race looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus was our example. He loved the disciples. He loved his mama, his brothers, and his sisters. But when Peter tried to keep him from going to the cross, he was quick to call Peter out and say, Get behind me, Satan. In other words, Peter, you're thinking like Satan. I will not be in bondage to you or anyone else. When people came to Jesus and said, your mother and your sisters and your brothers are outside waiting on you, Jesus said, who's my mama? Who's my sister? Who's my brother? 
Jesus has made it clear that no natural relationship should hinder our progressive momentum in Christ. If we are running this race anchored to other people, no matter how hard you run, it will be difficult for you to make it to the finish line. Jesus said in John 14:30, hereafter I will not talk with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. Are there things in you that the prince of this world can shake? I'll go back to my first example. I love my mother, but it was so much in me, I don't know how else to put this, that if the enemy wanted to shake me up, he would attack my mother. So the prince of this world had something in me. It was a tether or an anchor to my mother. And he knew if he shook that line that he would mess me up. My mother's not the only one. For I realized that I often carry the people I love inside of me. I once had a prophet tell me that God said, stop carrying all of these people into my presence, that I really just want you there. I didn't understand her at the time, but just this moment, I'm remembering And I realize now what she was saying. All the people that I was bound to in my soul, I carried them around continuously. This morning I realized, even as we're speaking now, that this has been a root cause a source of continuously stumbling and missing the mark. Because every time I get on track to accomplish what I know Father wants, Satan comes to shake one of these lines, to waylay me, delay me, or circumvent what I was getting ready to do, then I had to start all over again.
John 2.24 says, Jesus committed himself to no man, for he knew what was in man. If we are in bondage to other people, bound together with them, whatever's in them now has access to us as well. We are in the battle of the ages, saints. We are warring and contending. For those we love and the will of God to be accomplished in the earth. We can't win the war if we're bound together with them and the enemy. Back to the first scripture, and then we're going to pray. It says, do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? That Second Corinthians 6, starting with verse 14 and continuing through 18, What agreement, I asked again, according to 2 Corinthians 6, 14, I believe 15, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? What agreement do you have with idols? What agreement do you have? With idols. What bondages are you in that hinder your forward momentum, cause you to get off track? In all things, we are to acknowledge Christ. In all things, we are to be led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. Are you only doing what you see your father do? Are you assuming that this is how father wants the situation handled? There are a lot of times I've spent a lot of energy trying to rescue people I love the people that I was in bondage with, trying to fix them, make it all better, 
didn't want to see them hurt. But if what I'm doing is not what God is doing, then I'm like Peter trying to tell Jesus what to do. And Jesus was very specific. He said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Jesus saw that Satan had a connection in what Peter was saying. Satan was trying to get Jesus of course. Satan uses those closest around us. That's the war in our household. We must be mindful that as long as we're tethered by sympathy, false obligations, obligations, as long as we're tethered to another human being. We are the least effective for the kingdom of God. I had to come to the conclusion, if I really want those around me free, I had to let them go and give them to God. There's been a lot of shaking, but everyone has to take ownership for who they are and what they do. And with the power of the Holy Spirit operating, we can trust that they learn. It's been hard, saints. But every day I'm getting stronger. Trusting God to do what I have never been able to do. For you see, in all of that love and connection, I am not God. What my mother needs is a continuous encounter with the Holy Spirit. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for being God. We thank you, Father God, to show us how to walk out freedom, God. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Freedom to love like you, God. You love us, but you're not tethered to us. Jesus loved us. Jesus loved Peter. He went to the cross. He gave up his life so that we could be free and come to know you and come to know him and the power of his resurrection. Jesus walked in freedom. And love. 
He heard your voice, God. He is the last Adam. He is the son that is fruitful and multiplies, bringing others into sonship according, according to their obedience. Proverbs talks about having a false balance. And in my heart, Daddy, it's a false balance to try to be a savior. It's a false balance. to always be on a rescue mission. I think about Jesus and his friend, and he had friends. Lazarus was one of them. His friendship with Lazarus didn't keep him from making the steps along the way that he needed to make, even though it delayed him getting to Lazarus. Why? I believe, Father, it's because Jesus realized and he said, that the healing of Lazarus would be a testimony to us and that you already knew the outcome. Why? Because he only did what he saw you do. Father, in our circumstances, like in the circumstance of my mother, let us see clearly what you are doing. Do our part. Trust with the rest. Lord, I know that you're a healer. I have no doubt that health and healing is the children's bread. I have no doubt that there is nothing too difficult for you, nothing that you can handle, nothing that you can't change. But, Father, even in my morning, when I got up and I obeyed you, I feel even in my body a difference. Because it's better to obey than sacrifice. Some of us have been sacrificing. And it's weighed on our body and our mind. Our emotions. And we struggle because we've been around the same mountain over and over and over again. But yet, we know we love you, God, at least to some degree. But there have been relationships that we must confess 
that we love more than you. How do I know that? Because they've hindered forward momentum in you. How do I know that? The enemy has used them to move me. Yes, I recognize, Father God, that there are things inside of me the insecurity deliver us from, fears, fear of rejection, fear of failure, deliver us from. And I'm hearing in my heart, when you think about some of these relationships, they're tied to your fears and your anxiety. Father, every ungodly soul tie, every bondage, Father, deliver us from pride. being so arrogant that we think we know what's right in every situation. Help us quiet our soul. There are places in Scripture where Jesus cried. But I believe I even believe that even in those times, he was in control. And the tears came from a place of revelation and not a place of bondage. There are times, Daddy. If weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There are times, Father, that I want so much what you want in the lives of your loved ones. But God, I've come to not want what I want. but to want what you want. It may look like the same in the end, but one will get it accomplished. The other will keep me in bondage, and I will never be free because as long as there is access, Satan will come for what is his. Father, I recognize that evil genius plants in us 
evidence. Codependency. Most of us think codependence is love. If I let you control me, then I love you. So let me back up. If a person allows another person or gets from another person everything they want, then they with love. Father, we have been taught that love is control and manipulation. And soon as we can't control or manipulate, we feel unloved. So, Father, deliver us from codependency. Deliver us from manipulation and control. Father God, even as I pray, my heart is hurting. But I thank you, Daddy to remove from my heart every tether that would anchor my soul, to keep me from moving forward, releasing my past, releasing past offenses, releasing people, not just forgiving them, Father, but releasing them, Lord. Father God, those relationships that we feel like if I don't hear from this person today, that I'm hurt or grieved. Father, a red flag that there is an emotional bondage. So help us, Holy Spirit, to recognize that. Help us to learn how to love unconditionally. We're open to be trained, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, hear us. Parents that extract love from their children. And I know that sometimes in my family situation, I'll use my family, I'll use myself. When my son went away to college, and this is a sidebar. When my son went away to college, I expected him to come back to Indianapolis. I expected him to get a job here. Find a wife, get married, build a life here. We used to always say that we were going to put all our resources together 
and live in a mansion in the Meridian Kessler area in Indianapolis. That was our vision. He grew up, went to school, got his degree, found a job in Ohio, found a wife, got married. One Thanksgiving day, I wrote him a Dear John letter, releasing him and releasing myself. He didn't understand the depth of that letter. He was an eagle. It was about eagles and how eagles mate and how they separate themselves from their family, find their own place, build their own lives. He thought it was a cool lesson. Mom, where'd you get this information? But what he didn't realize was I wasn't just releasing him. I was releasing myself from every area of bondage that I had concerning our life together. For I've seen so many examples of people that can't move on with their life because They were tethered to their children. Now, I'll be, I'll admit, there are times I struggle, even now. And I have to do the same thing that I did on that Thanksgiving day. Not because he's my son, but because he's a joy for me to hang out with. Love him not just as my son, as a human being, as a man. His wife and his daughter. But I pray that our relationship is healthy, that he's free to hear from God. I mention this because part of my culture is we control our children. We live for our children. We live to see our children get to a certain point. When my son left home, my husband went into this strange emotional place because in his mind, he was living to see my son through college and to become a man. When that happened, he didn't know what to do next. And I believe that he's gone through his own process to release his son. Why? because it wasn't healthy. He had to find his voice, his life, for the new season that God had him in. 
Sometimes we miss appointments and seasons because we won't let go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, redeem the time, Lord. Redeem the time for us. Redeem the time for our children, our children's children. And then in marriages, bondage and hooked up in ways that are just so unnatural. Trying to get people to meet needs that they can't meet. They're not God. And if they could meet them, they apparently don't know how. We want you to deliver them. We want you to set them free. We want you to be Lord over their lives. We don't want to Lord over other people, God. We want people to find their way, the best way, your way. Father, I pray for everybody at Overflowing Life Family Worship Center. That as they accept their identity in you, God, they find their voice, their place, their purpose. Whether they're in the womb, or whether they're gray, hair, and mature. Let us all find our voice in you, God. Let it be a collective, harmonious sound. That impacts the heavenly realm. I'm not talking about praise and worship or song. I'm talking about walking in the revelation of who we are, whose we are. Individually, collectively. Father God, let them find their sphere of influence and influence without tethers, but based on divine revelation. Lift up ye heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. Saints, He desires to come in. He desires to reveal Himself to you. He desires to bring the revelation that is necessary for kingdom advancement in your sphere of influence? Could it be the very thing that we've tried to control and do in our own strength? That when we take the proper posture and give it its proper place, 
that we will then give God access to make the changes that we have stubbornly tried to do in our own strength and in our natural love. Father God, thank you as you train us, as you remove the bondages in our soul so that we can be free and those we love and care about can be free as well. Father God, I lift up my aunt, Betty, and I lift up one of our church members. Uh, They've lost loved ones, and they will be attending services today. Father, I ask that you would be with them, that you would touch their heart. that they would be able to release their loved ones and everything that's associated and all that fast falls or the memory and the ways in which they've impacted their lives. May they be a blessing in the midst of your congregation, may they feel your love and your warmth and your comfort. May they be comforted by the Holy Spirit. Who is our comforter? We receive you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for loving us, walking with us, being with us. Be with my friends today. Be with my church member and my aunt today, God. Strengthen them with might. Father God, we lift up our children and our children's children. And we pray for their freedom today, God. Freedom to any demonic oppression. Freedom from any work of darkness. Freedom to hear your voice and the voice of the stranger. They will not follow. I decree, Father God, that there is no double-mindedness. I thank you, Father, that the blood of Jesus purifies our bloodline. I thank you, Father, to bring our family, our family members, our children and our children's children. I thank you, Father God, to bring them into that place of wholeness and restoration. Reveal yourself to them. Father God, 
Open up ears that they may hear and eyes that the enemy has blinded in Jesus' name. We pray for deliverance from a spirit of blindness that would hinder vision. Father God, we forgive them. And we thank you for deliverance in the area where they suffer, God. I thank you, Father, that pride and rebellion have broken off our lives. Rejection and suicide are broken off their lives. Father, where there has been arrested development, I thank you, Father, for revelation, deliverance, maturity. I thank you for true identities coming forth, that people will know who they are in you, but they will also know who they are based on their DNA. Father God, gender confusion is a result of arrested development. We're confused about our identity, who we are. Deliver our children and our children's children of every residue of arrested development. Stop the torment, the storm that keeps them confused and off balance. In the name of Jesus. Cause them to have healthy self-esteem. Confidence and boldness in you. Walking in humility filled with your love. You have not given them a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Walking in your power and your love and soundness of mind. We reverse every generational curse for both the abuser and the abused. We pray in their behalf that Jesus is Lord. And we pray your will be done in their lives. Father, you have rescued both the abuser and the abused out of the kingdom of darkness and brought them into the kingdom of your son, of your love. What was once darkness 
Father, we now decree light in the lives of your children. We thank you, Father God, that abuse is exposed and reproved by the light. It is made visible and clear where there is visibility and clarity, your light shines. Father God, we pray for the abused and the abuser that as revelation comes forth, wisdom and counsel are received, God. We pray that each person will receive and experience your love and learn to trust you in all that they are. Father God, where the history of their family is filled with abusive behavior, hatred, strife, and rage, And it's caused and painful memories that have caused people to respond in hostility and abuse to others. Bring peace and love, joy. Heal painful memories. Whether they have been memories of abuse, emotional, physical, or sexual. Father God, the pain that has caused them to hurt other people, the abuser or the abused, in a response. Father, we ask that you would deliver them from the pain. Deliver them from the shame. Deliver them from the hurt. Father, let them not be enslaved to sin. Let Satan find no place in them. We cast out all double-mindedness and multiple personalities and demonic constructs that trafficked through our bloodlines in the name of Jesus. We confess sins of abuse, resentment, hostility toward others. And we ask for your forgiveness, Father. You are faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, I thank you that we and our loved ones no longer 
how to continuously relive our past. Father, we thank you, Lord. We break the cycle of living past hurts and past abuse that we may not continue to perpetuate the generational curse of anger and abuse in our life. Jesus, we thank you that you were made a curse for us. Therefore, Lord, we put on our whole armor today that we will be able to successfully stand against all the strategies and tricks of the devil. Father, I pray for us and our loved ones, our children, and children's children, that whatever the enemy has in his arsenal, our shield of faith is up. We have the sword of the spirit. We're covered in our armor. And there is no penetration. Every word, every curse, every abusive gesture, every abusive thought, we send it back to the pit from which it came. And we decree that the evil power of abuse is broken, overthrown, cast down. We submit ourselves to you. We resist the devil and the need to hurt others ourselves no longer controls us or our family. Thank you, Father, for breaking the cycle of abuse. And for some of us, all the way back to slavery, God. Anger, bitterness, rape, and rage deliver us by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, this is Friday. I look forward to joining you again Monday. Call in 724-444-7444. Call ID 138-768. I know we got off to a slow start this morning. There are so many things that were in my heart, and I was researching them before getting online. Um, But if you didn't get anything else this morning, we're to be bond servants to Jesus only. And our freedom in Christ allows us to have an eagle eye vision of what God wants us to do in all of the lives of those around us. And lastly, whether you are abused or the abuser, or just living out what has happened generations ago, that's bondage that you no longer have to live in or walk in. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Your freedom was purchased with the blood of Jesus. Let's walk in it today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great, wonderful day. God bless you. Traveling mercies to those that are traveling. May the peace of God rest, rule, and abide in your heart today and forever. God bless.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.